Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. When your child is starting school, the first day can loom large. Even if they've been to daycare, it can feel like a big step for everyone. So how do we support our children both on the first day and the weeks to follow? Karen Young is a psychologist who runs the website Hey Sigmund. She's also a mum. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Do you have any tips on how parents can support their children on the first day of school? Absolutely. So the important thing to remember is even if your little one is super excited and ready to go, it's a big day and they're likely to be doing things that that are completely new for them. So on their first day, just be ready to support them and not expect too much from them. If they get into the car and they drop their bundle, it's totally okay because (laughs) they've had a big day. And it's really just acknowledging to them what a big day it is and being ready to hear about it or just being ready to be there for them. And on that first day, do whatever you can to make it a really easy afternoon. And also give them as many opportunities as you can to feel like, they're in charge because they've been in in an environment where they're having to sit still and listen and follow rules and some of them will be really used to that if they've been in more structured environments before then but if they're not as used to it that can be really taxing so when they get home we just want them to have the opportunity to feel in charge of their queendoms and kingdoms again. (laughs) Oh, that's fine for my kids. They're always in charge there. Um, (laughs) So Darcy started school last year and I found that it was actually the third term when it got a bit challenging. What can you do when it sinks in that school isn't just for a day or a couple of weeks? They hit that, don't they? And and that can be really stressful for them. And really, that's just about letting the the wave wash over them. So it's just about standing still and also giving them plenty of opportunities to still have fun and play. So if there's a term where they're feeling tired or they're starting to face that this is here for a, a long time, if you can cut out those extra things after school, the extracurricular stuff, and just give them opportunities to play and play is just as valuable as anything that you know any um, activities any structured activities that they're involved in so what they need the opportunity to realize is that there's still plenty of opportunity for them to have fun and for them to do the things they want to do even though there's school You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Karen Young. She's a psychologist and founder of Hey Sigmund, a website which is extremely popular and often has lots of advice, especially for uh, parents with young children. We're talking about when your child starts school for the first time. As I mentioned, my daughter Darcy started last year, so I'm trying to use my 
experience to think of the things that I wanted to know. And we were just talking about how we can support our kids in the first days and weeks. And Karen was just mentioning how important it is to both give the children a sense of control when they get home, because they often have none at school, and also to allow them time to play. Um, Something that many parents will hear often, or at least I did, is I don't want to go to school or I feel sick. What's the best way to deal with these comments when you probably are quite sure that they're not actually sick and they just don't want to go to school? Yeah, so that might be because they're tired or because they prefer to do something else. Of course, they would, that's understandable, or they might have a little bit of anxiety. So the best thing to do when that happens is to validate how they're feeling. So I know you have big days at school, don't you? Or I know school can feel like a bit of a pity sometimes, can't it? It's really important though, and I know you're going to be okay. What can we do this afternoon so you've got something to look forward to? Or what can we do on the weekend so you've got something to look forward to. So what happens with that is that makes them feel supported. It makes them feel like it's okay to feel like that. And it also directs them to think um, to think beyond, beyond it to the things that, that actually can make them happy. It's really important that we don't support the avoidance because what they learn then is that the only way for them to, you know, feel safe or feel happy or settled is to avoid the tough stuff and we don't want them to learn that. What if, speaking of tough stuff, what if they have trouble making friends? Because when they're at play, you know, when they're at daycare and things like that, you can kind of talk to their carers and say, hey, they seem to be a bit lonely. And then the carers often try really hard to set them up with children they think they'll get along with. We can't have that same expectation from teachers. Um, Do you have any ideas on what we can do if we think they're having trouble making friends? Yeah, first of all is not to panic. When they start at school, there's so much for them to learn and take on. It can take months and months and months for them to settle into a friendship group. If they're still struggling with making friends, it's an idea to talk to the teacher because sometimes, and also to to get a sense of what that means. Does it mean they don't have a special friend they can go to all the time? Does it mean they're feeling that sense of overwhelm when lunchtime starts because they're not sure who to go to because, you know, there are too many options but none that feel special enough or right enough. Are they getting bullied? Are there people saying mean things? Is it that they would actually prefer to be on their own? So do they do more solo things and, and that's sending out a message to other kids that that it's not as important to them? So when they say, I don't have friends, that can mean a lot of things. What's important is the meaning behind it. So if it means that they're lonely or they feel different or they're frustrated, it's important to find the meaning behind that. But talk to the teacher because sometimes the teacher can organise for them to sit beside someone or when they have activity groups to be in an activity group with the kids that they might feel comfortable with. So we can still find ways to direct them to a group who you know, who is more likely to be compatible. But it can take some time for teachers to understand who that might be or what that might look like. And then organising play dates with, um, with the kids who the teachers say they seem to be getting on with at school. So 
there's a few things, um, but first of all, we need to find out what that means when they when they say that. And the teachers can be a really great help with that, even even though it's school, even though they do have more kids and and limited time to spend on each one, they can still help to direct those friendships a little. And I've definitely found that with um, Darcy's teacher for the first year. I think. Mrs. Fitzpatrick, oh my goodness, I don't want to let her go. <laughs> she goes into, goes into another class. And I, I think, I don't know if that's been your experience, Karen, but um, talking to my sister about it, we were saying, you know, it seems like they really do choose the most empathetic and kind-hearted teachers for the first year of school. Is, is that your experience? Oh, absolutely. And they're gorgeous and they understand. And I think in, when kids start school, they need teachers like that because often it's not so much about academics, but, I mean, it is, but they all learn to read and write eventually. But those first couple of, first, first, first couple of years and those that first six to 12 months, that's really important for them to get the, the love of school and the expectation of what they're capable of. These are the kids, I mean. And also get into the get into the routines gently and to feel supported and to feel like school is actually a place that feels safe and comfortable and welcoming. And teachers are, are critical. And most kids love their grade one teachers, don't they? I, I, I can still remember mine and you remember them. Yes. And you're gone, so they do seem to pick the good ones. They're very special. And look, you touched on this before, but I'm wondering um, how you might suggest parents deal with that extreme exhaustion that children can get. I, I mean, particularly at yeah. the beginning of the year when they start, but it also the whole experience can be quite huge for them. My daughter yeah. has never slept so well. Um, <laughs> do you have any yeah. tips on how we might manage that kind of exhaustion for them? Take away as many structured things as you can so that it, they can have as, as, as much opportunity as they can after school to recharge by doing the things that they love doing um, and and those extra commitments can just be another tax. Also, if they melt down, just let that wave wash over too. It's not it's not bad behaviour. It can look like bad behaviour, but it's not. It's just their exhaustion usually. So you just have to really um, you know, just just go with it and and let them be. And of course, as much as you can, let them have a um, a, a routine of of bedtime so that they know what to expect so that they know what's coming and for you as the mum or the dad let go of needing to be that perfect parent after school so if things get a bit wild and woolly that's all okay so sometimes we need to let our kids just direct things a little within really safe boundaries of course but you know, if it means scrambled eggs for dinner one night so that you can spend more time with them, then that's okay. So we have to kind of be more open as well to what they need in those weeks or either in, in first term or towards the end of the year when they're exhausted because they just need, often they need more of us. So it's important for us to let go where we can so we can do that. Karen, as always, it's very good advice. Thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's Karen Young from Hey Sigmund. And you can find a lot more from Karen at her website. It's Hey Sigmund. And um, I'll put links up on the website later this afternoon.
the beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.